you know, as long as you're dedicated to figuring it out, you can make things happen. You know, I, I haven't gone to any one person for an answer. You know, I have my own issues I'm trying to deal with sometimes with Doe, and I know a phone call to someone would, would solve it, but I want to solve my own uh, obstacles in the end and be able to say it's mine. It wasn't a collaboration with someone. I didn't consult with someone. Like, this is truly what I've created. From a pizza-obsessed childhood in Monterey Park through the world of professional photography and back again, Justin DeLeon not only makes some of the best squares in Los Angeles, he documents them in a way that makes you want to literally lick your phone. In the age of Instagram, a pizza maker who knows how to capture his best work in the best light. That story, straight ahead. I need a deep dish sausage and a thin pepperoni for here. This is Pizza City, the podcast dedicated to the art, craft, and passion behind some of the world's greatest pizzas. I'm Steve Dolinsky, author of Pizza City USA and founder of Pizza City USA Tours in Chicago. Welcome to the show this week, everybody. Great to have you back with us. Uh, we are heading out to the West Coast for this week's show, and um, a really fascinating guy uh, in a really nondescript place. A lot of times, you know, people have a lot of uh, press behind them in Los Angeles. Uh, when Chris Bianca went out there to work with Tartine not that long ago at the manufactory, you know, lots of press follows Chris, of course. And there's little Justin DeLeon and his little Apollonias, which I just find so charming. Um, typically, Pizza makers will go stage or they'll find an apprenticeship. Uh, I know uh, Nick Nitty here in Chicago spent some time um, working with other pizza makers. I know Jonathan Goldsmith spent a lot of time in Italy. Justin DeLeon didn't do any of that. Um, his first love was photography, and he explored that career for quite a while before coming back to pizza, one of his other true passions. Um, Apollonia's is on Wilshire Boulevard in the Miracle Mile neighborhood in Los Angeles. Kind of a fancy address, you know, Wilshire Boulevard, but definitely, definitely casual. It's in a strip mall, like a lot of great things in LAR. And I'd heard about him initially from Arthur Bovino, um, who's on Instagram at NYC Best Pizza. And he had told me he was just itching to try this place. Um, obviously, a lot harder for, for him to fly cross country to go try it. It's only about a four hour flight for me from Chicago. And I, I, saw, I saw on Instagram, you know, this is how everything happens now. You look on Instagram, what does their pizza look like? Justin has these beautiful squares. Now, he also does regular wedges, you know, the foldable slices, but he's got these beautiful square slices with impossibly high fricos rising like a crown high above the edge of the pizza. And I try to get him in, in today's show to tell me how he does that. Um, doesn't go very well, but it's a great, it's a great image. And it's also a delicious pizza. It's not just for looks. Now that's where I met him recently, uh, between service because they're open 11 to three, then they close and then they open again from five to nine during the week on weekends. He's open just straight noon to nine, uh, close Mondays, by the way. So I asked him how he got into photography and then how that married with his love of pizza. Well, my first passion was photography. You know, my father was a photographer, so I was fortunate to live in the house with someone that inspired me. He loved to photograph a lot of blues, um, a lot of music. So to me as a kid, that's what I wanted to do. My first job at 13, uh, I got a job at a pizzeria. Had an interview after a wrestling class in my, my little side out shorts, tank top. What was the name of the pizzeria? It was called Red Devil Pizza. It was a Monterey Park, you know, local um, neighborhood joint. 
you know, really thick, a lot of bread, a lot of sauce, a lot of cheese, what we used to like in the 80s. You're 13 making pizzas and you're kind of getting the bug. Yeah. Crossed over to photography after, you know, during college and wanted to shoot music, wanted to do galleries and um, pursued that for a while. And in the late 90s, photos started changing and going digital. And I personally just didn't like the direction. Started to look back into food, my other passion. So did you, when you decided to open up uh, Apollonia's, were you thinking I had a specific style in mind? Or were you just trying to create something uh, like an artisan approach to pizza? What was your thought about how you wanted to make pizza here? When I look back, I think it's really funny. Um, it was just a guy with a passion and didn't know what he was doing at all. Even our, our icon is a rolling pin, and now that we look back, we're like, what does a rolling pin have to do with anything? You know, they say if you're rolling your, your, your pizza out with a rolling pin, usually, you know, you're taking out your air, you're taking out your gas. We never use a rolling pin, so to me, it, it always reminds me like where I started from. I started from knowing nothing, which was good because I had all this room to either grow or fail. And for me, you know, a small mom and pop option with, you know, my family riding behind me, failing wasn't an option. From that, I was like, hey, the sky's the limit. You know, what do you want to, what do you want to do? And, you know, each day, each year, I'd have a goal and try to achieve something that would fulfill me artistically inside. And I think I'm pretty happy where I'm at today. So let's talk about where you're at today. If you haven't seen uh, Justin's Instagram, it's, it's Apollonia's, Apollonia's Pizza. Apollonia's Pizza. Apollonia's Yeah, Apollonia's Pizza. And it is so, of course, it's visual because you're a photographer. Tell me about this, this process because... A lot of times, um, I mean, there aren't artists in the kitchen, and you are such an artist in terms of your approach to pizza. How much thought goes into the sort of the creation of the pizza and then the, the capturing it on the imagery? I think I'm pretty fortunate to be able to, uh, to wrap two passions into one expression. Expression is, of course, my pizza. You know, it's not just, oh, let me create something and send it off. For me, the square pizza, when I first started, it was something that got me up at 5 in the morning. And I had no problem, like, I'm going to get up tomorrow, 5 o'clock, make my bread, lay everything out, and 12 o'clock, hopefully, you know, be on time. You know, challenges come, sometimes things change. To have a vision and to fulfill that vision, I feel very fortunate to be able to do both. One, to create it, and two, to capture it. And it's, it's special to, to be able to share it. Now, looking at this pizza here, you got one in front of us on a cooling rack. It looks sort of like Detroit. It's rectangular. Um, you got the cup and char pepperoni on here. It, it, how would you describe your pizza? Sicilian, a Detroitification of Sicilian, a, a Monterey Park, a sort of a California sensibility. How would you describe your pizza? I would describe it in the simplest term as a square. We don't really drop the name like on our thins. We don't say it's New York style. We don't claim this to be Detroit style. You know, it's a, but it's a hybrid. It's a hybrid of a, what some people call Detroit, some people call Sicilian, uh, a grandma. It's just a, a hybrid of a lot of different things that I wanted to create and hopefully not necessarily call my own, but I know it's, it's mine. But I'm going to say there's an Apollonification with your refrico. You have this sort of raised lacy edge around the perimeter. It almost looks like, uh, like stalactites coming from a cave. They're really intricate, beautiful, kind of misshapen. How do you achieve that, and why did you want to have that? One thing I learned really quick, you know, when you do a Sicilian, once your, your bread shrinks, it doesn't matter. On a Detroit, once your, your crust starts to shrink, you're going to lose your crown. So I slowly started to figure out, why am I losing a crown? What do I got to do to fix it? 
as time went on, once it became something beautiful, how can I get it to shoot up and out and sometimes even out of the tray, wrap around the tray? So it's just, it's a lot of problem solving. And I think, uh, you know, as long as you're dedicated to figuring it out, you can make things happen. You know, I, I haven't gone to any one person for an answer. You know, I have my own issues I'm trying to deal with sometimes with dough, and I know a phone call to someone would, would solve it, but I want to solve my own um, obstacles and, you know, in the end, be able to say it's mine. It wasn't a collaboration with someone. I didn't consult with someone. Like, this is truly what I've created. So how long has it taken you to get to this point? How, much, how many years of uh, R&D? R&D, I would say maybe three years. I worked on the bread for a really long time, the crust. Um, at one time with that crust, I wanted to do a sandwich. And to me, the sandwich wasn't getting me up at five in the morning, you know. And with this, it's like I'm happy with it, but I always, you know, you always want more. You're never happy. It's like, okay, the next one, let me get more air. Let me get more Frico. Let me get uh, more crisp. There's, there's always a little bit more that we want to get to hopefully, you know, make it much better tomorrow. Sounds like advice for a young entrepreneur. You want to tackle things that get you up at five in the morning, that get you excited to, to go to work. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people talking about, you know, the earlier you get up, the, fa the farther you're ahead of your competition. And it's not necessarily competition, but, you know, that many more hours you have in your day is you're going to be better that much more at the end of the month. Now, the, the squares, did you start with squares or you started with a, like a, just a thin? Yeah, we started off with thin. And, uh, you know, we're just like a, we're, we've been a, just a lo local neighborhood staple. And slices are reasonable. They're three fifty four bucks each. But like your 20-inch pies are some going to like $32. Is that an issue for anybody here locally? I don't think so, but when I hear people demanding why, you know, how come I'm not on Postmates or this and that, it makes me feel like, well, maybe I'm not paying enough if you're willing to pay someone else more. And I'd rather invest that money people are willing to pay into a better product. Typically, if you want to learn something about um, a pizzeria, you look on their website and you look at the about section and it'll tell you th these are the places that the owner used to work and this is their philosophy about pizza making. So you go on to Apollonia's website and I got to give you a little shit about this. I want to get your response to this because it's a little bit out there, but uh, I'm going to quote here from this. It says, quote, he devoutly believes, so we're talking about Justin, he devoutly believes that while enjoying an artisan slice of pizza is an act of primarily meant to indulge the taste buds, it is also an immensely visual and graphic encounter that transcends the gustatory sense. Inspired by his fine art and his appreciation for the intricacies of the visual atmosphere, De Leon has created a visually striking space setting, just the right mood for enjoying an Angelino-made and mouth-watering slice of thin crust pizza, which includes a 6 by 29 feet mural by renowned L.A. artist Gronk. You don't get into typically the artistry of pizza making, um, but this says a lot about who you are. So you're thinking visually as much as you are about the actual ingredients in this pizza. Yeah, I mean, it's funny you bring that up. It's actually, I mean, it makes me laugh. You know, we started off, we didn't know what we were doing. We hired someone, they wrote a press release. One thing about our space is like, you know, we're Angelinos, you know, and we're very proud of, you know, where we're from, what we do, you know, who, who comes in here. So we're, we're able to share our space with local artists like Gronk and Defer. One of the things I think that's most important when people come in, it's, you know, we're not this high polished restaurant on Wilshire where, you know, people say a hole in the wall and I like that, you know, I'm not trying to be something that, that we're not. But at the same time, when I drop that pizza, I'm looking for that first response. And what's it going to be? Is it going to be something graphic? Or is it going to be, you know, that, that smell that you, you know, the Sicilian oregano coming down, the, the garlic, the, the cheese. The, these squares are, are pretty strong. And when you drop them, people are, they're, they're ready to communicate. 
All right, I'm glad you mentioned some of the ingredients. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to ask Justin DeLeon about how he makes his pizzas, what goes into them, name dropping as many ingredients as he'll let us um, when we come back. And we're also going to preview some scenes from our next show coming up in two weeks. So stay with us. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We're talking to Justin DeLeon today, owner of Apollonia's Pizza here in the Miracle Mile section of Los Angeles on Wilshire Boulevard in a strip mall, of course. And in the last segment, you were talking about you know, your Angelinos. You're making a very sort of strong um, Angelino perspective pizza. Is this Could this be considered maybe a new style of pizza? People in the pizza world are so hung up on New Haven style, New York style, Chicago style. Could this be... Do you think, an, is this an original style for Los Angeles? I think it is. Um, you know, someone may say, what is Detroit? This is not Detroit. I'll be the first to tell you that. And then some people will say, well, such and such gave me a blessing to call it Detroit. Well, I'm definitely not looking for anyone's blessing to be who I am and how I feel. So for us here, you know, one thing we, we throw around locally is the, the term LA pie. You know, LA is a hybrid of a lot of cultures. And um, I think this pizza is, is an expression of, of a lot of hybrids that are, that are around, you know. All right, so let's, let's break this down. So you've got this pie in front of us, this beautiful rectangle. Um, can you take me through, let's begin with the dough. What, how do you begin this pizza? The dough is the same as our pizza crust. You know, there's no special uh, recipe for the squares versus the rounds. It's uh, King Arthur, okay. high gluten. Lots of hydration, I'm guessing. It's, it's not too high, but there's just a lot of, you know, uh, resting time, a lot of air, a lot of gas. When you say resting time, so are we talking like a two-day cold ferment? No, I'm more at room temperature. Okay, for, for about two days? Uh, maybe a day. So resting for about a day, ambient. So that is, now is that partly because the temperature doesn't fluctuate all that much in Los Angeles? Because in Chicago, you know, in the winter versus summer, huge swing. It, it fluctuates in the summer. It gets, it gets a little warm in here. Um, the difference is just a matter of do I want to put my flour in the fridge or keep it out. But all year round, everything's pretty much consistent. We're fortunate. Okay, so into an oiled pan or a grease pan of some kind. Yeah. And then you press it out to the edges. Press it out to the edges, let it rise. Um, some people do an overnight proof. Uh, I'm looking for something a little more, uh, more air bubbles, more air crevices. So I'm not really looking for that sponge. It's kind of a sticky, tacky dough. Yeah. yeah. And then you're topping it with cheese right before the bake? Uh, we do a par bake. Without cheese? Without cheese. One thing I've learned is, you know, if someone, a lot of times you'll hear, like, you know, certain slots for a night. One thing I didn't want to do was run out of squares. You know, someone says, let me have 100 squares tomorrow. That's not a problem. Okay. So the par bake, a um, couple minutes. And are you using the standard gas fire deck oven? Yeah. Uh, we got a Monte, four Montecues, and they work great for what we're doing. Like, like, no, I know Detroit style, they typically, oh my God, this is not Detroit, yeah. but like, for example, they'll go 450, 500 degrees sometimes. You're probably a bit higher? A little bit higher. We've, you know, we noticed different bakes on different ovens, different temperatures. We've used uh, conveyor ovens uh, for certain events. And we've been really fortunate. No matter what oven we're using, everything works out. People are always asking, what's the pan? What's this? It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter what the pan is doesn't matter what the oven is. All you got, it's problem solving. Make it happen. 
Okay, so um, after the par bake, your cheese. And uh, again, Detroit would be like some brick and mozzarella. What do you go with? We've got a house mix on the, uh, the end, and on top we've got uh, fresh mozzarella. Beautiful. Uh, like a domestic fresh mozzarella? Yeah. Okay. And then um, your toppings. Now, we're looking at a pepperoni here. This is the cup and char that we see so much of. Is this the, the famous uh, Etzo sausage from Columbus? Yes. Uh, Darren's awesome. Uh, gives us a great product. We love our, our Etzo uh, pepperoni. That's great. Because um, you get those beautiful little cups of uh, grease pools in there forming with lots of little flavor. And it looks like you probably finish it with another grate of cheese, uh, maybe post-bake or... No, uh, with this cup and char, we've had to, uh, it goes on halfway through. So once we put the pepperoni on, we'll also add uh, some pecorino. And any sauce? Uh, we finished it up with a sauce. Cold tomato sauce or cooked sauce? Uh, depends. Uh, if it's fresh out of the oven, it's hot. If, it's, if the pizza's at temperature, it can be cold because we reheat for a, uh, a longer time. And then sometimes you'll obviously mix the mix things up in terms of toppings. When I was here last time, there was a sun gold tomato, which was quite different. That was, I think, a white pie maybe. Yeah. So we, we have four square pies, fixed menu, no additions, no substitutions. I've worked really hard to get these pizzas where I want them to be. And last thing I want to do is get criticism over, oh, it was missing this or it was missing that. Well, the way I have them, they're balanced. It's like saying Yoon at Father's Office in Santa Monica. We politely decline any substitutions or special requests on the menu, it says. Exactly. Um, you know, they're well balanced. So, I mean, for someone to say, let me add this, let me add that. At the same time, we're small mom and pop shop. So to get, keep the ball rolling, it's our way or find another square. Now, the, the cheese on the side, your Frico, which is literally Instagram worthy, uh, that is the same cheese that is on the top of the pie. That's not fresh mozzarella, obviously. No, that's a house, a house mix, quote-unquote house mix. And you're not going to tell me what's in that? We haven't, we haven't let that go yet. Okay. All right. Um, and then what's your undercarriage situation like underneath? Are you going for the same look, um, like sort of cratering, like the little sort of evenly browned but uh, with tiny little craters underneath? Our dough's a little airier, so, airier, so we don't always get the, um, an even bake. We'll get a lot, you know, some air on the bottom, so it's not, all, it's not a complete... Uh, consistent uh, golden brown but by the time we finish it, it, it it's all fairly crispy and you're going for that again that contrast the crispiness on the edge sort of softer chew in the middle um, and even though it looks dense and quite heavy it's very light I've seen lots of your pictures showing your open crumb that's got to be something you're super proud of super proud of you know some some days it's amazing and other days it's um, a little more challenging uh, but one of the biggest challenges, you know, being a small mom and pop and oftentimes a one-man operation, you know, you'll get distracted with uh, the day-to-day -day of the business. You know, people wanting slices, people ordering pies, and I won't get to my bread as quick as I'd like to. And it might be a little overproof, but it never, it never affects the end product. It's always just time and temp. That's it, right? Yeah. The time and the temperature. Yeah. Okay, last question. I ask everybody who's on the show the same thing at the end. Knowing what you know now, because you've been doing this for, you said seven years here, but of course you started when you were 13. Knowing what you know now, what would you tell your younger self before you opened up this joint to save yourself a lot of headaches? That's a good question. Uh, actually, just uh, you know, early on, it's that balance. You gotta be dedicated to your balance. You know, I'm sure a lot of uh, entrepreneurs know sometimes you gotta sacrifice family for business. Sometimes you miss out on some of the great moments. And if I'd go back, I think I'd focus a little bit more on family time than business time. Great advice. 
restaurant again is called Apollonia's Pizza. You can find them on Instagram at Apollonia's Pizza, the most beautiful pizza porn you're going to see probably on the internet. Uh, come see Justin in the Miracle Mile over on Wilshire, right across the street from the massive construction going on for the extension of the subway line. Justin DeLeon, thanks so much for your time today, and uh, best of luck with uh, your next endeavors. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. And a big thanks again to Justin for taking some time out of his day to chat between service. Now, coming up in two weeks, we come back to Chicago, where a fantastic artisan pie is reborn after being closed for about a year. This was just something I was doing because I loved pizza, and uh, I had got the bug and I was obsessed by it and I was kind of working as hard as I could to get as close to uh, the Greenwich Village style pizzas uh, that I remembered. Uh, that was my goal, that was my aim and um, I, I noticed as I began to tinker with my ingredients that I was getting ever closer. I'll talk with Queens native Robert Garvey about how he's been searching most of his life for the Greenwich Village pizza of his youth and how it led to a years-long odyssey to create one of the best artisan pies anywhere in Chicago. That's in two weeks on August 16th. Remember to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and please review us there. We're at Pizza City USA on Instagram, but on Twitter it's at Pizza City Tours. And speaking of tours, take one the next time you're here in Chicago. More info about those and how to get my book at PizzaCityUSA.com or you can just yell at me on social media at Steve Delinsky. That's with a Y. Bureaucratic wrote and performed our theme song. And next time you're in Chicago, check out Revival Food Hall in the Loop. That's where Pat's Pizza is currently setting up shop, selling its one-of-a-kind tavern style. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And remember, optimal bite ratio always. <laughs>